76 proudly presents The 515 Show with your host, John Sarver. Who is at The 515 Door today? This comes as uh, no surprise to us because we've been sitting on this story for a little bit. <laughs> but we're so glad it, did, it finally came in through um, uh, fruition because nothing could happen to a nicer guy than Dallas Brown. And we're going to be bringing him in right now, Dallas Brown, who is the head honcho of the American Hot Rod Association, the AHRA. And now they are having a foothold in the Great Lakes state. Hi, Dallas. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, John? Dandy. You know, the funny thing is that we're uh, fooling around here at at the station, and it's like, what are you in the AHRA? You're the president? You're the Grand Puba? What are you? What's your official title? Um, well, I, everybody says president, but I'm more or less like the uh, everything. Um, the guy that makes <laughs> the flyers, uh, does the books, um, all of it. Okay. I have a lot of hats. Yeah, you do have a lot of hats. <clears throat> Talking about one of the big hats that you have, welcome to the Great Lakes State, good man. Um, well, thank you very much. It wasn't like a, a, we've been following this story for folks who, who've listened to the 515 show in CKWI Radio 76 that we'd have had Mr. Brown on multiple times on, on the 515 show explaining what the AHRA can do for you. And it's great to see great people get what they deserve. And so now you have a track in Michigan. How did that all come? Uh, yes, sir. How did that all come about with the uh, with the on a with the Sloan on a Dagger driveway? Because I know that Woody and I have been talking for years, and he was like, "Well, well, well, we're not sure," and blah blah. Let's get our stuff together. Then we see him at PRI, and guess what? You know, sit on this story until it breaks. But man, oh man, well, walk us through how you got on a Dagger. Um, well, well, there really wasn't a lot to it. Um, Woody was more or less looking for essentially the same thing that, you know, we at the AHRA look for, which is uh, you, you look to promote sportsman drag racing. And uh, that was the big sales point. You know, you see the tracks getting bought and sold and turned into properties. And uh, Woody is like-minded uh, with myself in the same thinking that once they're gone, they're gone, right? So... Uh, we got to stop that as much as possible and then promote the, the smaller tracks to have a, a successful program. Uh, and he thinks that, you know, and we feel the same way, that uh, us working together is probably going to help both of us. Yeah, and so all of a sudden he gives you the phone call and he says, come on up here, Dallas. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I, I called him and I had said, I know that uh, you're – if we had talked in the past and uh, you were uh, totally dead set uh, against uh, doing something with a contract, I said, but, uh, you know, we can't work any other way because we get screwed if we don't have one. And he started laughing. He said, yeah, I can feel you there. And he's like, it, it, it sounds like we have more things in common than we don't. Mm. So uh, maybe we should start talking about doing something. And then uh, it just kind of went from there. All righty. So now... Let's go back for folks to refresh their memory. Now, as much as problem as the Sloan Onondaga Dragway, from here on out to be known as the Onondaga or Onondaga Dragway, we know what he owns it. <laughs> it's a Sloan on him. Just seems so much. Um, 
Subsequently, though, in your previous life, uh, you could really help out with your skill set that you were bringing in because you, in the military, did what? Refresh the people's memories here. Um, I was a sonar technician in the U.S. Navy, um, and it all deals with essentially sound propagation and uh, mitigation of acoustic energy. And so my job, I was on surface ships, was to hide a 520-foot-long industrial environment floating on top of the water from a submarine that's looking for you by sound. Wow. Okay. And so if you have this kind of experience with keeping things quiet, the good thing is... One of the one of the things that are still going on, I do believe, with Onondaga, Sloan Onondaga Dragway, is that the folks are still, one guy is unhappy with the noise. And boy, you can use your expertise here to squamp that down, can't you? I, I think it's a good fit. Definitely a good fit. And there's not a lot of people with this skill set. And uh, that's what kind of gives me the edge on uh, other sanctioning bodies. Uh, they, I'm sure they have quite a few people that may have, uh, I don't know, maybe a background in acoustics, but they don't have anybody that's practically applied it for 23 years, I'm sure, in a military environment. Because if I messed up, we just got killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not go that direction. Subsequently, though, uh, here you are. You've seen the track. I mean, we could tell the folks that you were in Michigan today, and you were meeting with Woody at the Sloan on the Daga Dragway. Um, what did you see? What did you experience? What did you think? Well, Sloan on the Daga Dragway is no different than any other uh, small drag strip that's, you know, not purpose-built. Originally, it was just uh, an old runway that was turned into something and repurposed uh, in history. And um, it really has the same attributes as all other small tracks in the United States. Um, you know, a small concession stand, uh, a tower that just does the job, and uh, a racing surface that, like I said, originally was not for racing, but was repurposed into something that was for racing. Okay. So, uh, they all kind of have the same characteristics. It's a very small uh, family niche track feel. That's, that's the ones I really enjoy um, because you could literally take a picture there in black and white, and it looks like you took it 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, all right. So yeah, now that you saw that, and now that you walked the track and all that stuff, the AHRA comes in with the mighty shield, and it's like, okay, so what did we talk to Woody about today? I mean, was there, did you go over some races? What was your ideas with them, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, we would, the, almost the whole day was kind of just trying to get a feel for each other. Uh, in, in this community, you got to really be careful who you get involved with um, mm. because it, it's your, essentially your partner, right? And uh, if be, either one of you makes bad decisions for the other, you both pay the price. And so uh, first was we were just kind of getting a feel for each other. Uh, I guess then it led into, you know, what you can expand upon and the, there's, there's other things that a drag strip can be used for besides just drag racing because if you think about it, when you drag race, it generally happens on a Saturday or Sunday, 
and then the track sits idle for five days. So there's there's other ways to use the track um, so that things aren't as tight around your neck trying to make all the money on uh, Saturday or Sunday to keep the place open. So what did you discuss about? Well, there's, there's a lot of avenues that you can take, but I, I mean, I kind of... I like thinking outside the box. I don't know. You, you've seen my whole program, and we've talked about it before, and it's definitely outside the box when it comes to everyone else's standard program. And I do the same thing with the tracks. The, um, when it when you look at a drag strip and it sits idle for five days, why do you have to be a drag strip operator when you could actually be, like, say, a solar or a wind farmer and then with a drag racing habit on the weekend? Um you know, there's a lot of things that can help you out uh, that are programs that are already available that can make things not as tight uh, and, and keep the track expenses down. Because when you don't have, uh, let's say, one of the things that no one looks at is a, a light bill for a track or an electrical factor for a track. Now, Onondaga doesn't normally doesn't necessarily have this issue because they don't have any large lights, but at other tracks makes a huge difference when you take a $1,000 a month um, light bill and you just kick it to the side. <laughs> yeah, I think most people would be happy with that situation. Uh, right, exactly. And so those are the things that you're always looking at is, uh, is other avenues that can help your track beneficially, but it, it also helps the racers in the long run because you don't have to have as high gate prices. Uh, it payouts will generally be larger because you're not having to pay the extra thousand a month or two thousand a month for your light bill that you know is normally accounted for there you go okay so now you know now that we have those things some nice i thought perhaps you were thinking about concerts or running movies etc etc i never thought about going that avenue way to go well there's you always have those kind of things like uh all right the, the one that everybody leaves on the table if you run a drag strip um, if you do not have a Christmas light show at the end of the year and, it, you know, it's uh, tailored to music, you're, you're doing your track and injustice. I mean, that's uh, you have the property for it. You already have the infrastructure for it. You know, uh, same with movies, same with swap meets and car shows. Um, you have all the infrastructure. A Christmas light show. All right, expand yeah. on that. Well, have you seen the, the essentially where people do their houses up uh, and it's uh, set to theme music? Yeah, right, yeah. It, it's the same thing you could do at the drag strip, but you literally have a quarter of a mile, or in the Onondaga's case, uh, a little more than a quarter of a mile to do it all. <laughs> a lot more than a quarter. Yeah. Right. That makes um, sense. You could also, with as much land as he has, you could also do some pretty neat, unique Halloween stuff out there. Um, there's... You can always have a pumpkin patch or a turkey run or, you know, all the stuff that you would normally not think of drag strips being able to do have the infrastructure for them to do it. Yeah, I mean, I can easily see because they have at Heinz Park, they have one of those things where you go in your car and you drive through for about a mile and a half on the road. And you're right, and they have like Santa jumping into a pool with lights and they have all ho-ho-hos light up and then they have a light tunnel. I never would have thought about it. Yeah, because he's got a ton of space over there. Right. Yeah, amazing. 
Good idea. Okay, so now that we have that and that, so now what's going to go for the million-dollar question there at Dallas Brown is the whole I'm a stock driver, you know, and that's what kind of car I have. Now I know the IHRA. I don't know the AHRA. What's going to change for me? How can the AHRA help me out? What, what am I going to get myself into going to Onondaga now under the auspices of the AHRA? You're talking about like stock eliminator? I'm talking about any class, really. I just used one class out of the sky blue, but but sportsmen. Oh, you're talking about like regular streetcar class? Yeah, I was sportsmen. I mean, what's going to be the difference between now that it's an AHRA track and what they used to be? Right. Well, um, in the AHRA, we, we offer performance-based payouts for, and, and it's not class-specific. It's just a... Uh, it, they're item identification specific, right? So um, if you run at Onondaga and you cut, let's say you're running brackets and you, and you cut a perfect light and run dead on your dial with a zero, there's that, uh, uh, we have a performance-based payout for that. It's the perfect run bonus. Um, so if you do that, you know, virtually any time during the elimination, uh, that's $100 in your pocket for doing a perfect run bonus. Nobody even else recognizes that and that's a huge accomplishment in a racers uh, I guess in their I don't know in their pocket in their repertoire sure. you know, um, when, when you do that that's something that's amazing and should be recognized now if you do it in the finals we throw 200 bucks at you because it's something that's unique and I mean gosh you win in the finals uh, imagine how many people next week are going to be there just to watch to see what happens if you can pull it off again you know um, that's the, the unique things that we do that we offer that no one else offers. Uh, the other things are like your your performance based payouts, where it's uh, based it's tiered on um, your rating performance and not so much just in the class. If you win the class, we pay you a little bit of extra cash if you're a member. Um, nothing to write home about. But if you win the class and you're no box car and you win the box class that's something to start writing home about and then our payouts go up you know based on that right so so here's what the ahra can offer you you hit that triple zero here's a hundred bucks <laughs> just just because it's kind of like think about it like back in the day when folks used to bowl you'd get like a, this like little pot bonus for i shouldn't say pot bonus you you get like this money bonus for rolling a 300 game a perfect game well that's what the hra is offering you all you have to do is hit all the zeros here's some cash easy as that yeah that's exactly it we just want to recognize that you did it and it makes it worthwhile the the other things that we do, and there's there's actually a lot coming in the next two weeks. Um, we've secured a uh, a major sponsorship deal with with a um, logistics company that essentially sells uh, motorsports parts, and they're offering jobber discounts to AHRA members only. And that so person would be who? What's that? And that company would be who? I cannot uh, say anything yet until we break it on uh, YouTube Live. Okay. I mean, are we talking a regional logistics company? 
Are we talking the regional? Are we a retail company? Is it small and regional, or is it nationwide and out of Ohio? Um, well, it's nationwide, but I, I can't tell you where they're out of because that pretty much just says who it is. But. Yeah, we know. Okay. But congratulations for, like, hiding it back, but all right. We'll sit on that story, but congratulations. We heard, we got an inkling of who we think it is, and uh, a pretty strong inkling, and, and God love you, man. Job well done. But again, well, when is that? Much. Two and weeks from now? What's that? Two weeks from now is going to be your announcement? Um, actually, it's uh, it's not this Friday. It's the next Friday. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head and drive still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're still in Michigan, don't worry about it. I'm in Michigan. Uh, is it all right to just like run people off the road? Is that fine? Welcome to Michigan. <laughs> Yeah, really. Oh, well, thanks. Remember that that, that speedo meter, that, that uh, sign out there that says 70 miles per hour is only a suggestion. Oh, that's fine. I can't. I, you probably have never seen what I drive. Um, I drive an 85 Suburban. It's a three-quarter ton truck that I build on my YouTube channel. Um, and we call it the Bourbon because it's got a big block Buick in it. Wow. And uh, no overdrive and... It's uh, it's fun to drive. So good so on gas. Don't mess around with me in this. <laughs> okay, all righty. Yeah, well, you get in an accident and only they know it. Yeah, as you blast right through. However, I will quite, uh, caution you that when you go sixty-five in Ohio, it's sixty-five. You know. And oh, if you, yeah, for sure. Michigan. I, we, there was a few police officers uh, maintaining road speed today. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, so talking about road speed and what we don't want to maintain. Okie doke. So, other things that the AHRA can offer, because I'm thinking, in order to, yeah, we better clarify this. In order to get that $100 bonus, you better be a member of the AHRA, correct? Correct, correct. And it has to be at an AHRA track. I can't afford to do it at any track in the world. Right? But that's the benefit of. uh, that's the benefit of you racing at an AHRA track. So uh, if you have a membership, uh, you're eligible for your performance-based payout um, bonuses. So your racing bonus, if you win the class, if you run a no box and a box class, um, or if you do your perfect run, um, you're eligible for those payouts as long as you have a membership. Uh, also, your membership essentially buys you a discount with this uh, Company uh, non-regionalized... <laughs> Out of the Midwest. Okay. Good Lord. All right. And let us tell you also, friends, that um, that this is over. What Dallas is alluding to is this is over and above whatever the pot is for that day. You know, for whatever the payout is for that day. So this this isn't Correct. like... If, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. If Woody's paying you uh, $1,200 that day, the AHRA money's on top of that 1200 bucks. Yeah, man. Yeah, and so, okay, so now, uh, do these people have to be members of the AHRA to race at Onondaga? No, no, you don't have to be a member at all. Okay. Um, you can just show up there and race. Uh, that, the whole idea was just to put a more incentive on top. You know, it's, it's the race within the race, if you want to look at it like that. Yeah, but I mean, really, how much is it to be to join the AHRA again this year? Is it still 3000 bucks? 
Um, it's a little less than that these days. What? Uh, Slashing prices? <laughs> yeah, no, we're at, for a whole year, the minimum membership is $50. Uh, I've, I've worked really hard trying to keep it that way because I just didn't want to price anybody out. Um, there, the, the whole thing is the AHRA is focused on specifically the sportsmen. Um, if we don't foster a good sportsman program, you won't have a good professional level program anywhere. And that's kind of what the focus is all about is making a good sportsman program. And you make people drive for those extra incentives to make them become a better racer, a better driver. Yeah, it's phenomenal. So, I mean, really to sum it up, the AHRA, if you're a member, they give you more money than you would ever, you know, that wasn't even implied on the payout originally. These guys are going over and above to give you, Mr. Sportsman Guy, more cash. But, I mean, you gotta got to earn it, you know, but I don't see anybody else doing that. Right, well, and it, and it doesn't necessarily apply to just the bracket guys. The index, um, we have incentives for the heads-up racer. Uh, and, you know, we were talking before, John, and you were saying that he didn't know what he was going to do and he no prep stuff. He said he's very serious about doing no prep stuff this year. So <laughs> um, he has the intent to actually create his own no prep series. That's right. I forgot about that because he's got four different tracks to do it with this year. Right. Right. So how do you fit in yep. on this? I mean, because the AHRA is basically sportsman, sportsman, sportsman. So, I mean, are you going to have certain events? Are you going to have, like, a national, quote-unquote, event at Onondaga? I mean, how, well, what kind of races are, is the HRA going to come in with? Um, well, right now, we just, we're going to do four um, events this year uh, up at uh, Sloan's Onondaga Dragway. And most likely three of them will probably be um, bracket index or uh, whatever what he feels necessary to put money on top of. Um, now, the other thing is I, I have an event that I've been wanting to do in Michigan for a long time. I came up with it probably five years ago when I first started the AHRA. Um, it's very unique and, uh, uh, and different. Um, you look around and you see the in the world of hot riding and motorsports, you got fun Ford weekend and you got your uh, Super Chevy series. But there's never been anything for the like the vehicles Pontiac Cadillac crowd, and uh, I always wanted to do an event called Sibling Rivalry, where it's Buick versus Olds versus Pontiac versus Cadillac. It's a car show swap meet and drag race. Wow. So okay. That, that's what I was wanting to do up there. I don't know if I can uh, get Woody to go the same direction or not. Um, we'll see. Uh, I thought that would be an interesting place to do it just because that's where all those cars are essentially made, or where we're made. We're, yeah. Yeah, well, see, and before I know we, we got the, let's clarify this here first. Mr. Brown isn't saying that he made the AHRA. The AHRA had a long history before Mr. Brown got here, but Mr. Brown was smart enough when it was kind of the AHRA was up for grabs, he grabbed it. Yeah, I tripped over and fell over it. You know? like, uh... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, five years ago, I mean, you brought this thing out of mothballs to what it is today, and now it's it's getting as fast as possible. I mean, really, bottom line is, if you really want to know more about the HRA, if you're a sportsman, this 
RA smiles at you. It wants to give you money. It wants you to come out and have fun. It wants you to have, you know, to compete and go for all these, like, incentive prizes, which are fun to look at. I mean, AHRA at this particular model isn't about nitro fuelers. It isn't about guys with double stackers coming in and flying in for the weekend and flying back out. This is the guys that have the open trailers, or above, obviously, but, I mean, the backbone of drag racing, sportsmen. Right, we try to call it uh, everyone included. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Planet Fitness, you know, <laughs> everybody in the pool. Right, it, we don't try to exclude anyone based on what you have or what you don't have. We just try to make it fun and fair across the board, and then that's what our events are about. Um, we did we did one this year, um, well, at 2022, I guess, um, that was solely focused on the uh, YouTube content creator, which actually did fantastic. Uh, it was great. It was... Uh, Tell us about had, that. We uh, had 200 YouTube channels. Uh, there, were, there, there was 200 YouTube channels involved, and what was interesting was 85% of those people that participated in that event had never been to a drag strip in their life. And uh, that is saying a lot, because if you look at the other um, sanctioning bodies, if they get five to seven percent of the people never been to the track before, that's big news. Yeah. And here we are with eighty-five percent of them have never been down the drag strip. So um, that was where we figured, you know, this the it, though no one left behind kind of mantra really really works with the uh, the sportsman crowd. And so I think it's going to make it beneficial for everyone. That was that was the focus with uh, the the retail group that we. We, uh, we went with, we wanted somebody that was uh, American-made. Uh, we also wanted somebody that didn't want to just throw a bunch of cash at us, that wanted to put the money essentially back in the racer's pocket. And uh, that's what we drove for. So it wasn't a hard sell because they did, what do you mean you don't want money up front? Like, <laughs> okay, we'll do it. Yeah, and, I was, uh, yeah. I, I would have grabbed the money up front and a couple of their hats. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the whole idea was to give back to the, you're trying to get the community to work for itself. And that's what it is, has happened in like in the past 15 years or whatever. Everyone's become disillusioned with uh, the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. You know, when I was a young kid growing up, there was nothing wrong with you towing in with a single cab truck and a flatbed trailer. And now that's kind of like looked down upon uh, as the have not. And it didn't matter back then because the have not had just as good a chance of putting you on the trailer as anyone else. Yeah, true. And see, and that was years ago when we, when you and I first started, you know, that's, <clears throat> pardon me, that's what we were talking about before, how it's so sportsman based. And without the sportsman, you have no backbone of drag racing. I mean, you only exactly. have so many fuelers and you only have so many funny cars, but you have a ton of the gentleman on the flatbed with the uh, five-year or the eight-year-old F-150, you know, going in with his brother-in-law, and that's the crew. Right, and that was what we were trying to instill was, you know, the thing that's missing, I think is missing from it is when your kid looks at you and you just took out the biggest heavy hitter at the track that weekend and yeah, you're baby. now your own child's hero, 
that that's a big um, that sets a standard and a precedent for your child throughout the life, right? And I think it's this is the drag racing is one of those things that can that can do, easily do that, yeah, you know, especially if it's a family oriented organization, um, and then your racers are, as always, have been family oriented. All right, so now, rule books and all that stuff, if you want to be racing in the AHRA, what rule book do you go by? Um, we'll go by the AHRA rule book, which is available on our uh, Facebook page for free. You can download it. Uh, free? Right now, it's the 2022. Uh-huh. Free? I mean, how are you, uh, you know, supporting your mansion there and the 14 butlers and, and servants? Uh, they're paid off of my uh, my uh, income and pension from being a retired <laughs> Navy sailor. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. good, because mine get paid out of my Bitcoin fund. Oops. <laughs> yeah. God help yeah, us. Mine were all in Dogecoin. I put all the retirements <laughs> in Dogecoin. Good idea. All right. So now also we should say that uh, Dallas Brown also owns everything AHRA and it has for years. So if you if you saw the classic AHRA shield, that's still in effect. I mean, and I assume that's where, you know, where can people get swag and stuff like that, Dallas? Um well, we're about as basic and simple and grassroots as you're going to find. Um you can go to our eBay page. Uh, we actually have an eBay page that's AHRA official. Um it makes it simple for us that well, because I'm it's primarily me and my wife and my wife literally just does the books and the end of the year tax stuff and, and I do everything else so I'm on the road but I'm also the guy that mails out your package and uh, eBay gives me a couple of days to get that mailed out before they start penalizing me and so that works in my favor uh, so yeah I'm not sitting there waiting for your order but you're definitely going to get your stuff like probably faster than anyone else Okay, and with, uh, like, a what, a little Hershey kiss from you there? Thank you very much. With that, um, we have all kinds of merch up there. We have uh, shirts and hats and decals and the whole nine yards. And all of that money essentially goes back into putting on the vent. That's uh, where it goes. It's it's so. an amazing thing. It really is. All right, if people want to find out. Oh, you know, we should ask, is there anything else that you and uh, Woody talked about today that, is going, we're going to see in 2023 that we haven't talked about before? Um, not really. I don't think so. Uh, I think this year is just going to be a, a building year and figure out how things work and what needs to uh, what needs to be applied and what needs to be removed and uh, just refinement of the product to get it to deliver something good for the racer, right? That's the whole point. Right. Um, and, but... You know, it's got to be beneficial for the racer, for the track, for for everybody involved. But um, the only thing we're really going to focus on, I think, this year is just bring you the basic HRA program, and then we'll smooth it from there. The the more years that we do it there, the better it's going to get. So um, I think that's where our focus is at right now. Dallas, are you going to be up here when the events happen for the HRA? Uh, generally, I try to make it to every single one of them. Whew. And that's what a yeah, ten-hour drive. Five thousand miles a month in, in this <laughs> old eighty-five suburban, or in my old ninety-four Ford truck. Which you, you saw my ninety-four Ford. Yeah, that's the one I thought you were driving today. 
No, today I got the Suburban because at Ford, what I do is I alternate. Uh, in the off-season, I drive the Suburban, and during the racing season, I drive the truck, and that way it doesn't put as many miles on both. Yeah, man. All right, so figure this one out, kiddies. Dallas Brown is just like you, you know? I mean, he's doing his best to promote the best sport on earth, you know? And he's not doing it with a nice corporate place out in Florida overlooking the ocean. He's sweating the bullets (laughs) like you guys are, you know? So if there's somebody that identifies with, knows what you're doing, it's Dallas Brown of the HRA. Yeah, my my corporate office is a uh, is the old bedroom above my garage <laughs> turned into an office. <laughs> All right, okay, Dallas, come back with us again, won't you? Because we really, when when you guys get your dates down, you know, we want to know about it first, right? I mean, send it to us Sounds first. Good. We'll break it. Um, also, in the few seconds that we got left, how can people get a hold of you or learn more about the HRA? Or if, I, you know, I'm a sportsman racer and I'd really like to know more about or I got a question about, how can folks get a hold of you? Um, well, you can call, you can go to the AHRA website. It has the contact information for my email and for the office phone number. Um, you can email me anytime. I'm, I'm pretty open to pretty much uh, email conversations at any time. Um, we also have a YouTube channel that's the AHRA uh, it's American Hot Rod Association YouTube channel. So uh, our newsletters are going to be up there starting this month. Um, and uh, you can keep abreast of what's going on and how things are working and what we're going to do and what we're not going to do and uh, on there. And I felt that was probably the necessary thing to do so that way people could see it whenever they wanted. Amazing. All right. But we should probably give out that email address for folks. Okay, not a problem. It's uh, Dallas at AHRAonline.com. All right, and the phone number? It's uh, 615-580-3137. And here's a big P.S. for people. If you call that number, you're not going to hit a dial one for or listen to because our menu has changed. You'll pick up and hear the harmonious tones of uh, one Mr. Dallas Brown on the other end of there. You know, I mean, don't call him at midnight or anything, but if you call him regularly during the day, you know, you're going to talk to the source himself. Well, and that, that, I'm over here laughing. You, you can't see me, John, but uh, I can only imagine how that would sound. If you want to talk to the corporate entity of AHRA Press 1, if you want to <laughs> talk to the butler, Press 2, you know, and, and, or I guess it'd be Press 1. The different number would be Press 1, right? If you want to talk to my wife, press three. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk to the guy who takes out the trash, press again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to talk to the good husband, press four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A way to go in the Brown household. Anyways, Dallas, I know you a safe trip going home, my good man. And we'll hear more about what's going on with you and Anadaga as we go through. Sounds good to me. Thank you very much for your time. Sure. Thanks, Dallas. Bye now. Bye. There you go, friends. Dallas Brown. So, Dallas Brown invades in the HRA, invades the Onondaga Dragway. God, I'm getting... It's on a... Whatever. 
It's only because we do the tomato-tomato thing here with staff. Anadega, Anadaga. Anyways, um, he is everything that you heard right there. And he was on the road, and that's why if you heard some road noise going on, that was going on. Um, and, and we said we want to get you as soon as you come back from uh, talking to Woody because we knew that they both were down there probably about uh, about 1, 1 p.m. today. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we get Dallas before he went. He had to go back to, uh, I think he had to be in Virginia tomorrow morning. Um, but what you hear, and it's almost unbelievable, but these guys, surprisingly, now all of a sudden we get the anti-you-know-who. You know, So now we have the WDRA, we have the AHRA, folks that are really focused in on sportsman racing. You know, it seems like it's like everybody but one RA is got sportsmen in mind. But the HRA, and just like Dallas said, they think outside of the box. I love the idea. You cut a triple zero, man. Here's a hundred bucks. By the time you get the top end, that paid for my, you know, my membership, and it paid for a couple of hamburgers. Okay, cool. I mean, membership for a year. Well, well done. I mean, you're betting against yourself or betting with yourself. Fantastic. And again, talking to Dallas, when he, when he got the um, the rights to the HRA, when he bought all, all that stuff, you know, he was like we were. We thought, you know, the HRA would just open up the doors. Everybody knows the storied background of the HRA. And they'd be like, you know, trumping in to get in. And uh shouldn't say trumping, but, you know, it's politically neutral here, friends. But. You know, it, they were trying to get in, and everybody stayed with the IHRA, and, and basically now you have four going on here now. It's just not the NHRA and the IHRA, you know, with the WDRA and now the AHRA. And there's something about the AHRA logo that is so nostalgically cool, you know. <laughs> it's just neat. But that's Dallas Brown. That's exactly you. That what you heard there is what you will hear if you see him in the pits, if you talk to him on the phone, if you see him in Kroger. That's it. He's just a guy that loves drag racing and works his ass off. You know, try to make it a better sport. So there you go. All right, we got to get out of here, kiddies. Anyways, um, thanks a lot for being with us on a very special 515 with Dallas Brown. We want to make sure that we got him first. So, and thank you for listening to the only station that gives a damn about the greatest sport on earth, and that's drag racing. Welcome to CKAW <laughs> Radio 76.